and we exalt you father we are here because of you for no other reason not for a man not for what we can get not for what we want but we are here for you to do a work in the earth and we thank you for using us what an opportunity what a blessing to be used by god and we thank you father now lord we ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today lord we want to hear from heaven not from a person but we want to hear that we may know open our ears to hear our eyes to see and we thank and praise you father we give you all the honor and glory in jesus name amen and praise god why don't you turn to ecclesiastes 3 1 and we'll be talking about that a very common scripture i i, I know we all know it amen hallelujah hallelujah you know there's a, a time and season for everything amen time and season for everything and that's what we're talking about what god is doing now you got to jump in because it's going to happen with or without us i want i don't want god to leave me behind amen. whatever he's doing i want to partake because i want to be blessed amen, amen. i want to get the fullest effect from what he's doing that i can get so in ecclesiastes 3 1 it says to everything there is a season a time and every purpose under the sun and so we're going to talk about time amen there's a time for every purpose under heaven that word purpose means desire so there's a time for every desire under heaven don't that change things a little bit amen a time to be born a time to die a time to plant a time to pluck up what is planted and that's what time we're in now a time to kill a time to heal a time to break down a time to build up a time to weep a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones a time to gather stones a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing a time to gain a time to lose a time to keep a time to throw away a time to tear a time to sow tear a time to sow a time to keep silent and a time to speak a time to love a time to hate a time of war and a time of peace amen so there is a time for everything every purpose or every desire under heaven so what it what is god saying to us this day to stay on schedule <laughs> amen stay on schedule amen hallelujah now i don't know what that means too much but when i was reading it the lord said stay on schedule i said okay amen stay on schedule well how do we stay on schedule by obeying god you do something he does something we trust in what he says and we jump in that's how you stay on schedule so our offering had a lot to do with us teaching us how to stay on schedule amen give and it shall be given unto you you know you give and i'll rebuke the devourer for your name's sake staying on schedule don't stop and think about it because we've been doing this for 30 years we know how to give give and it shall be given back stay on schedule amen we lose time when we try to figure out what god is doing 
or figure out if we want it or figure out how we can dodge the bullet or figure out how we can do it tomorrow or figure out it when we want to obey God. Not today. We want to do it next week. And then next week we want to do it next week. Then next month. Then next year. Another year's gone by. But rest assured there is ample time for your life if you rest in God. But we still need to stay on time. We don't need to worry about fulfilling our purpose. But we need to obey God and stay on time. In other words, don't be dragging stuff out. If God has said it, receive it. Are y'all here today? See, this is how we not be on schedule, not receiving because of fear. Try try it. You might like it. Amen. We can acknowledge time by being obedient to God. I said that and enjoying life. God wants you to enjoy life. He doesn't want us to be looking at the clock. Thinking, how much time do I have? I put it off another week. Uh -uh. But God wants us to enjoy life and trust him, rest in him, trust in him. Amen. So that we can be in perfect peace. God keeps you in perfect peace. If your mind is stayed on him, transforming your mind, renewing your mind in the word of God being transformed by the renewing of your God. These are how we these are ways that we stay save time or come come in on time. You can't get it before it's due, but you don't have to hold it up. Amen. And so God wants us to acknowledge time and stay on time by being obedient. You stay obedient to God. You know, we're gonna mess up sometime. But just enjoy your life, trust God, and rest in him, and don't worry. In Matthew 5, or even Matthew 6, it talks about, don't worry, look at the sparrows. He clothed them, you know, and look at the, the grass, you know, and he fucked clothes and feed the sparrows and the grass, so don't worry, you know. So when you don't worry, you know when you worry, worry holds up time. We waste a lot of time by worrying. And that's what I mean by live your life, rest in God, and enjoy life. But we, by enjoying life, I don't think we hold things up. I think we just go day by day, trust God one day at a time, amen, and just trust him and turn everything over to him. It's in God's hand. Trust God with all of your problems. Trust God with everything you need. Trust God with what you are looking for. Expectation. When you expect, you are trusting God. Trust God with everything that you have. Amen. And you won't waste that. You'll be on time. Amen. A window of opportunity. Hallelujah. Your window of opportunity is now. Amen. So we have to acknowledge that. Time, what's that word? Let's go back to time. Time means a plan or a schedule or a range when something should happen or, to, or something to be done. Uh, a schedule, a set, an organized, a measure, a clock. Time can also be a window of opportunity, a God time. I like to say time means a God time or a window of opportunity. 
time is a season where you have an opportunity to receive what you want from God. So this is the time. This is when when God said this is your time. That's your time to receive what you want from God. It's a time where God has set it aside, where He says, "I'm going to work with this person, give her some instructions. As long as she stay with me, do what she's supposed to do. She can have." whatever it is that she's expecting from me so it's a set time it's a time where god is having a a, a god moment or a god time it's just like amos nine thirteen. he says i said it god your god says so i said it it's gonna happen but you got to receive that you have to receive it in your spirit amen so receive what you want from God. That's what time it is. We, we need to be like that group of people that the Bible talked about. I think they were mentioning Ecclesiastes. They were mentioning Deuteronomy. They were mentioning, what's that other scripture? Uh, where uh, the, the sons of Issachar. It was a, actually, it was a family. And it was, up, it was numbered as many as 360 thousand offspring and these these group of people can sense times and season that god was in they and they were prophets amen and they were sons and daughters of prophets and they were as many as 360 of them and so they you know they knew times and seasons because they were prophetic people and i think that was the difference in them and other people and they were warriors they were fighters and they didn't run from anybody. And they knew what was going on. And they received what God was doing. In other words, they stayed in the, on the cutting edge, if you want to say that, of what God was doing. They never lost sight of what God was doing and where he was in a certain situation. And we need to be like them. If we were like the sons of Ithacar, then we wouldn't have to preach these type of sermons. Because everybody would be receiving what God has for them, amen. You jump in knee deep. You wouldn't stick your toe in and say, oh, that's cold. I don't want that. Not today. I don't feel like swimming. And back up. But you would jump in knee deep knowing that it's going to be cold when you first jump in. Maybe, maybe the water's warm. But if it's cold, your body will adjust, but you're jumping in. And so that's, that's how these people were. They could sense that God was doing something. Does anybody in here sense that God is doing something big? Amen. Prophets usually can sense times and seasons. And if you're, they were warriors. Prophets are warriors. Amen. School of the prophets. We're a school of prophets. We're warriors. Warriors don't, don't back down from what they don't know. Amen. And this is what God is expecting us to do. He's expecting us to receive what he's doing in this hour with gladness and not question what he's doing because you receive it because you already know what he's doing. Amen. Whatever he's doing, it's going to be good. Amen. So we need to be like that group of people. Amen. It's a supernatural window where God is helping that's all this is is a supernatural window of opportunity where god is helping his people receive what they want and we question but we shouldn't (laughs) and we should know and go for it 
Amen. God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I am ready, willing, and able. I am charged with the Holy Spirit. I'm pumped up. I'm excited. Not discouraged and, and down and discouraged and uh, you know our faces shouldn't be up to smile and not down if you know what god is doing amen hallelujah it's a supernatural window where god is helping us he is helping and the window is open to receive god's best he doesn't want anybody like that woman that uh, uh, widow of what? What's that widow? Uh, not that one. It's the other widow. Where it said where she was a dog. Sorry, Syrophoenician woman. Uh huh. Where she was a dog. He don't want you to receive the crumbs. This ain't crumb season. Amen. This just ain't crumb season. I mean, I don't know how you looking at it, but this is not crumb season. Amen. He wants you to receive his best. That's why this window of opportunity is open to us. This is also a good time to give, to sow. Because if you don't sow, you don't get nothing back. And so this is a good time to sow because the soil is fertile and fruitful. Amen. In other words, there's no way you can't miss the blessing. There's no way you can miss this blessing. Amen. The soil is fertile and fruitful. And it's a time where the seed has become a force. So in other words, you trust that force. The seed is a force. The seed dominates the soil. The soil is fertile and fruitful. And the seed is a force to break down the barriers that would normally take time or hold you back. So that is, is now being sped up. Time is being sped up to accomplish that which pleases God. It's going to please us too if we would get on board. Amen. You know, we don't want the scraps anymore. We don't want to just barely make it. But we want our, our ministries to come forth. We want our families to uh, be delivered and set free. We want to see salvations. In our extended families, our in-laws and the outlaws, amen. We want them baptized in the Holy Ghost, amen. We want to see everything, you know, our husbands, our families restored. We want to see these things now because the window of opportunity is open for us right now. And so it takes now faith to jump in the water and receive what God has already provided for us. It takes faith, now faith, not the faith that says I'll get it later when I feel like dealing with this. Amen? Because you don't want to waste any more time. Amen. Amen. This is also the season of uncommon, season of uncommon miracles. A time of release. And I call that a God moment. That's what God told me. Okay. It's a God moment. And it's a time where barriers are broken. Amen. Things that would normally take a long time. It's not taking a long time. It's just waiting on us. It ain't, we not waiting on it no more. So it's your time. It's my time. Amen. 
It's a window of opportunity that's been created by God. It's a God moment. Moment. It's whatever you want to call it. Because God loves and cares about us. And he's willing to show us just how much he loves the believer. He is with the believer all the time. He is with us as a mighty terrible one. He's not against us. And so some of those same places that we've gone and the doors were shut, we need to go back and those doors will open. If you want to, this, whatever position it is that you want, go back and put in for it. Go back and put in. I don't care if they're, they're, they're not um, hiring right now. Go back, fill out another application. Because, see, we're not on the world's timetable. We're on God's timetable. And he says the time is now. So what are we going to do with the time that he's given us? What are we going to do? Amen. So the time is now, and it's time for now faith to jump in and receive what it is. Jump in and participate with what God is doing in this hour. Amen. And he's blessing. He's opening up windows, opening up doors that were shut. He's opening these things back up. Amen opportunities where maybe your supervisor didn't like you and and fix it where you couldn't get a promotion go back and reapply whatever it is that you think you need to do do it amen whatever he says do do it amen because god is for the believer and i believe this is the season where he he's showing it in amos nine thirteen, if you turn there it talks about a, uh, a window of opportunity for the body of Christ. So I'm going to read it not out of the message translation, but I'm, I'm going to read it out of the King James. Amen. Amos 9, 13 through 15. It says, Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, when the plowsman shall overtake the reaper. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. Amen. I'm just reading my notes. Okay. And so in other words, it's saying it's coming fast. It's here. Amen. Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, where the plowsman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. Let me keep reading. He says, And the mountains will drip with sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. And I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. In other words, he'll make things right. And they shall build a waste city and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat, eat fruit from them. And I will plant them in their land, and no longer shall they be pulled up or driven off of that land that I've given them, says the Lord your God. Amen. Hallelujah. So it talks about a window of opportunity. That's a window of opportunity where God is saying, look, I'm going to stop time. Actually, he's saying I'm going to stop time. I'm going to freeze time for you to get your mind together. And, and get your now faith intact where you can step out or launch out into the deep 
and this time you're going to bring back a haul. There's no ifs, no ands, and no buts because that's the season that we're in. So if you are not seeing, and this is for people who says, well, I'm tired. I don't care no more. I don't want it no more. Well, this ain't for you. Amen. Because it's already done. You know, your haul is insured or assured. God has assured us that we will bring in a haul because it's time. Amen. See, sometimes God takes the pressure off of his people because he loves us so much. And the pressure is off. All we have to do is step out in faith and receive what God has. Amen. Hallelujah. So Amos here is talking about a God moment. This is a God moment. Amen. Where he says, I'm just going to do this because I know you don't believe me. I know you've I know you've talked yourself out of the out of the blessing. But you know what? Let me tell you what that is. We found out we can live without it. We ain't gonna kill us if we don't get the the blessing. Or like most people say, I'm good. But you be better with the blessing that God has for you, amen. Give it a try. Step out one more time. Because this is a God moment. God moments don't come up many times. It does, just doesn't happen much. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a God time where his plan and purpose for his people is right now. It's an uncommon season of open doors and open windows of opportunity to usher in the plan and purpose for our lives. This has everything to do with what you've been praying for. It has everything to do with what you want and what you need. It's a, a plan. It's about the plan and purpose for your life on this earth. Hallelujah. It's a time of unusual favor. Unusual favor and increase. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what time it is. It's a time. It's a grace season. Amen. A time of unusual favor and increase. It's a grace season. And and when unprecedented favor flows like a river upon the people. And see, that's what Amos 9.13 is talking about, like wine pouring off the mountains here, honey. That's favor. That's grace, favor. That's blessings, increase, healing, everything, salvation, everything flowing like a river. And he's doing it because he loves his people. If you got kids or, or relatives that's rebels, don't worry about them. This is a time to relax and thank God. Just say, Father, I thank you that you got this all mapped out. Got it all under control. Healings, blessings, favor. It, it's a time of rejoicing. Actually, this is... um. What's that? Uh, when you rejoice the time of Jubilee, it's the year of Jubilee. And see, Jubilee have been called by many for years. It wasn't Jubilee. But we're living in the, this is Jubilee, amen. Hallelujah. Where you will receive the blessing of the, the, the ain't going to the saints. Amen. You will see it. We're not, we're not waiting on it. We want something fresh from heaven. But we're not going to turn it down. <laughs> amen. This is a God moment. It's God's time. He is showing us who he is. Amen. It's favor flowing like a river upon the people of God. 
some people refer to this window of opportunity as a as a heavenly return on a kingdom investment and this is what uh what's his name wrote that book about the amos 9 paradigm he called it a heavenly return on heavenly heavenly investment natural return on heavenly investments or something i think i wrote it down kingdom okay a heavenly return on kingdom investments or it's a response to a faith invest that's what i call it it's a response to a faith investment you've been investing in faith you've been trying to stay in faith as much as you know how years and years and years sometimes you mess up and and you repent and you go back but it's a faith investment amen that you're cashing in on it now it, it, this need to make sense to somebody amen so that you will go after what god has provided for you a response this is a response god is responding to your faith investment in the earth that you've held on to and waited for and waited for and sometimes that's the only thing that caused you to get up in the morning amen it's what god has promised you and so that faith that you've been displaying that you've been fighting to hold on to for so many years i'm talking about the real christians i ain't talking about the fake ones okay amen this is a faith investment abraham made a series of offerings while a famine was in egypt that's in genesis 13 1 if you jot that down and his riches was multiplied in other words abraham gave during a famine amen Amen. that was a faith investment hallelujah and his riches were multiplied isaac sold as you remember this scripture isaac sold seed in the time of famine in the land of Gerar, and he received a hundredfold in that same season. That's in Genesis 26:12. He received in that same season. Why? Because it was a faith investment. And he stepped out. He launched out into the deep, and he did something that he, <laughs> nobody else was doing. He didn't see anybody else doing it. But he stepped out because he knew God was doing something in that hour. Amen joseph employed various practices of investments in sowing so joseph sold he invested remember when he was in charge of all the food amen so he made certain investments and he did certain things to ensure him that there would be enough for later after during the famine and after the famine and it worked but that was an investment a faith investment amen and this is why god trusted joseph to do what he did amen he sold and as a result egypt prospered while other nations suffered and that's in genesis 41 46 read it when you go home hallelujah this is really a challenge of your faith that's all this is this faith investment and this windows of opportunity and these god moments really god is challenging you to move from where you are now to where you need to be amen he is challenging his people because he says i've done all the work i've done everything that i need to do 
So let me see how many people will jump in and get the reward. Amen. So it's a challenge of your faith to put it out there and expect to increase supernaturally. See, that's what was wrong with this whole setup, this Amos 913. It's a supernatural operation. We can't touch it. We can't touch it. We can't fix it. We can't add to it. We don't have anything to do with it. All we need to do is jump in and receive it, and we don't know how because it's too supernatural. (laughs) Too supernatural. We can't put our hands on it. And that's why we don't halfway believe it. We say, well, if I'm in Amos 9, 13 season, where's my money? Well, where's your faith? Got to jump in there. Amen. You got to be a part of what's going on. Amen. Egypt prospered while other nations suffered. Why? Because Joseph, he, he took food and he rationed it out and he set it aside. And he sat down and he made um, plans for everybody that they would survive and that they would not waste. Amen. And he, he used his, his mind. God hired him, I'm going to say. Because of his mind, because of his, his, his um, leadership abilities, and uh, Egypt did not suffer. Amen. So God is looking for all of us to play our part. Jump in and do whatever it is that he's telling you to do. Amen. So this is a supernatural time of fulfillment. A supernatural time of fulfillment. A time of anticipated expansion. In all areas of our lives. All areas. Not just money. When people think of Amos 9.13, they think of money. But this is every area. Healing. You know, salvations. Reconciliation. Everything. Even prisoners coming out of jail. Amen. Hallelujah. This is for them too. God hears the sigh of every prisoner. He doesn't forget the prayers. And this is a time where he is answering prayers amen hallelujah let's turn to uh isaiah 26 hallelujah (sighs) isaiah 26 verse 3 It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So if you trust in God, you'll stay in perfect peace during this time. Amen. And it's our responsibility to find God and stay in his peace, hunger and thirst after him, after his righteousness. It says in verse 4, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. For he brings down those who dwell on high. In other words, he brings down all high things, all high minds. He brings them down. The lofty city. He lays it low. He lays in low to the ground. And he brings it down to the dust. The foot shall tread it down. The feet of the poor 
in the steps of the needy. Amen. Hallelujah. The way of the just is upright, almost up high. I'm sorry, almost upright. You weigh the path of the just, yes, in the way of your judgments. O Lord, we have waited for you. The desire of our souls is for your name and your remembrance and for the remembrance of you. With my soul, I have desired you in, in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. Amen. For, the, for when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Amen. Let grace be shown to the wicked. Yet he will not learn righteousness in the land of the uprightness. He will deal unjustly. Amen. Everybody needs salvation. Amen. So God will keep us in perfect peace if our mind is stayed on him. Hallelujah. The God's promise, he promises to expand favor to your family and to every situation. Everything, in other words, everything that's dear to us, God's going to take care of that. This is wrapped into his window of opportunity. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he knows what we need. Um, in Joshua twenty four thirteen, if you write that down, God promises to expand favor. To your family. Anybody that is concerned about your family like we all are. Why don't we go there? Joshua 24. Let's go there for a minute. And let's read. I like to read what God has to say. And the more I read what he says, the less I have to say. <laughs> we want to hear We want to hear what God is saying. Amen. Joshua 24. Verse 13. And it says, I have given you a land for which you did not labor. And that's, this, is what, this is what where we are. Amen. I've given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which you did not build. And you will dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. And see, that's going along with Amos 9, 13. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, this is what, this is what, reaping in favor. You're reaping favor. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is what God is promising his people. If you will receive that, you will reap in favor. Hallelujah. I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities you did not build, and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and olive groves, which you did not plant. Hallelujah. And this is just an example of what God is doing. Let's go to 3 John 1. Three John 1, verse 2. Uh-oh, wait a minute. And it says, what is, what's this? Well, this beloved, I wish above all things. Oh, wait a minute, I'm in 2 John. 
Okay. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Amen. And so God is, is letting us know that this is why he's doing what he's doing. He's just. God is just. And he wants to enlarge where we are. He wants us to receive everything that he has for us. Amen. Everything that he has for us. Verse 3 says, For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walked in the truth, just as you walked in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. So God wants us to walk in truth. He is showing us how much he is with us. This is a God moment. Don't mess it up. (laughs) Isaiah 54. Let's go back there. Isaiah 54. All we have to do is flow with God. All he wants. And put your faith out there. Your now faith for now blessing. Isaiah 54. Verse 2. I'll go to 1. And it says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. He's talking to barren Israel. For more are the children of desolate than the children of married women, saith the Lord. So enlarge the place of your tent. Amen. In other words, I'm looking at it like this. You can have that too. Amen. You don't have to sit back and watch and be angry. It says... He enlarge the place of your tent. In other words, this is, he's talking about a breaking forth, breakthrough. Amen. God is about to break some things through in your life if you let him. Amen. Hallelujah. But he's telling us, spare not. And don't limit God. Don't limit his blessings. Don't limit or try to diminish or make small what he is doing. Because this is a God moment. Amen. Let God have his way. God is doing. He's just being God. Amen. And he wants to do what he wants to do. What he's promised us that he was going to do. Amen. Did I finish reading two? I don't think so. Uh, Okay. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. And do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. You know, get your faith strong. Amen. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. Amen. In other words, that expanding to the right and to the left, it says God will do the impossible. You can't control what this was going on here. Amen. Spare not. Do not limit God's blessings. Put no limit on God. Hallelujah. For you shall expand to the right and the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. So stretch your faith and take the limits off God. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Amen. Remove the shame. Don't be ashamed of what you've been through thus far. Because it's all flipped around. This is a God moment. 
Amen. The windows of opportunity have opened. They're open now. God is changing things and rearranging things. But we have to go with that flow. Amen. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. You, in other words, you won't be embarrassed of what the devil has put you through. Amen. How many of us have gotten our relatives, people that we used to know, looking, laughing, and, and thinking you, you will never receive what you, you know, and he's saying, don't be embarrassed of where you are. Don't be embarrassed of what you've been through. Amen. Because God will show them. That's where we are now. This is a God moment. A window of opportunity has opened. Amen. And he's trying to get it to you. He says, so lengthen your cords and, and strengthen your stakes. If you on shaky ground, get in that word till you get strong in what's going on. Amen. And then you, you step out. In other words, he is expecting you to expect him to come through. Your expectation has everything to do with this. If you're expecting it, you get ready for it. Amen. God says expect the impossible and place all things in his care and live your life. So that he can transform the things that you care about supernaturally amen you just got to trust in the supernatural like the children of Issachar they trusted in the supernatural because they discerned can you discern what's going on so all of this will make sense if you discern what's going on people refer to 2017 as the year of the release they got a lot of names every time you turn around it's the year to release this is the year well where is it they don't tell they just tell people what's going on but they never tell how to get to where you need to be to receive it amen hallelujah and see that's why things get old it gets old because nobody has really has the answers they pick up stuff here and there yes yeah, the year of the release let's turn to deuteronomy 15 i think we were in there once before let's go back i don't know Deuteronomy 15. Hallelujah. Come on, pages. Deuteronomy 15, verse 1. This is at the end of every seventh year, you shall grant a release of debt. Amen. Amen. See, that's where they get, and this is the year to release because it's 2017. So anything that has a seven in it, so 2017, that's seven. So at the end of every seven years, there's a release, which I don't stake my claim in that. I know that the Spirit of the Lord is hovering over everything that we desire and everything that we do in this time it is now time but but it's the word so we have to we have to trust in it all right so it says grant a release of debts every seven years you shall grant a release of debts it says and this is the form of the release 
Every creditor who has lent anything to his neighbor shall release it. He shall not require it of his neighbor or his brother because it is called the Lord's release. Of a foreigner you may require it, but you shall give up your claim to what is owed by your brother, except when there may be no poor among you, which you know there always will be. For the Lord will greatly bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess as an inheritance. Now, we know we live in di- different times, different seasons. You know, if somebody owe you rent or if you owe the bank, pay your bills. We <laughs> render unto Caesar what is his. But we are uh, in, a, in a year. They're getting the sevens from that. You know, this is the year to release but I'm telling you, this is a season where God is releasing to his people favor and grace and mercy upon favor like you've never seen before. I, I just believe it's time because for, to everything there's a time and a season. We read that. And so God is calling time on the devil over your life Amen. and over my life. And I just believe that it, it's time for God to do to do because he's released Amos 9:13. Amen. But however, I don't care. People can make a big deal about the sevens and it's okay. But I know one thing, like the children of Issachar, we discern times and season and it is time that for God to do what he is doing. You can feel it. It's time. We may not know exactly what he's doing, but we know that he is blessing his people he is doing what he's promised he's going to do and then some and that's why he's saying uh, uh extend your faith lengthen your cords that's what it means extend your faith and spare not let I me mean, and stop uh, uh stop uh limiting god on what you think he can or cannot do so believe for the impossible Believe God to do the impossible. And that's the season that we're in. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's a, it's, it's a manner of release. Hallelujah. A manner of release. This is a God time or a window of opportunity. And it's created by God. And it's, a, it's an unusual... Um, thing um, i'm gonna say thing and it's it's it has god instructions in it to receive it i believe you have to obey god's instructions and that's the only thing i believe is standing between us and it just do what god told you to do number one he says to expect it most people don't that'll hold up the blessing right there because he says to expect Lengthen your cords. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Expect to still get some old things that you prayed about and let go. Expect to see those things. Pick those promises up again and embrace them and pray over them and expect those things to come through. You know, we have to expect expectation plays a big part in what God is doing today. Amen. In this season. Expectation. Amen. First Kings seventeen eight. You can turn there, and it. Let's see. I think I want to turn there, 
And it talks about Elisha and how he spoke a word of instruction to the widow. You know, now, now God told him he was out there eating in the desert, eating wild locusts and honey or whatever. The ravens were feeding him. The ravens were, he was dependent on the ravens. They feed him in the morning, feed him in the evening. And God spoke to him and told him, I have a widow in Zarephath. Go to Zarephath. I have a widow there that's going to sustain you, sustain your life. And so he obeyed God. Amen. So the first thing he asked this widow is, what do you have? And I believe God is asking us that question too. What do you have? Let's go to 17 verse 8. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he rose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in in your hand. And so she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her do not fear go and do as you have said but make me a small cake from it first it's just like she said nothing about me and my son is eating my last meal and we gonna die so you see how that stuff those circumstances are not important to god all her song and dance she could have saved her breath he says okay go on, do what you say you're gonna do but He still went back to bake me a cake first and bring it to me. Bring it unto me, he says. And afterwards, make some of your, make some for yourself and your son. Amen. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run out until the day of the Lord send the rain on earth because there was a, a famine hallelujah so let's see how far am i going to read here i'll keep going so she went away in other words she obeyed you see this lady obeyed so she went away and did according to the word of elijah and she and he and her household ate for many days amen so he was the key to her her blessing. Obedience is the key to your blessing. So look for those instructions that God has for you. Don't run from them. Pray and ask God, what is it that I can do to make this come forth now? Because this, this is a now blessing. This is a window of opportunity that is open for me. This is a God moment. So show me what to do. You have to ask God. You got to get involved. Amen. Just don't think it's going to fall on your head. But ask God, what is it that I can do? What instructions do you have for me? Amen. It says she and her household ate for many days. 
Amen. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord which he spoke by Elijah. This Elijah was on assignment. What if he hadn't gone? What if he'd have said, well, I need more proof. I don't know. You know, I don't feel like going. I've been out there and the raven's been taking care of me all week. I want some meat, you know. So, in other words, this is what I think I'm trying to say. Don't try to look at the timing of this to see if it's secure to move. Move now. Move with the cloud. Discern the season that we're in. Discern times. And move with God. Move with the glory cloud. As the cloud keep moving, you keep moving. When the clouds stop, you stop, like the children of Israel did. Cloud by day, fire by night. So you couldn't question. Well, now's not the time to question. Now's the time to believe and do. Amen. Obey your instructions like this widow of Zarephath did. And she ate many days. Amen. Hallelujah. Flip over to 2 Kings 5. Verse 10. Talking about naming the leper. He had a window of opportunity, but he had to obey instructions too. He had to obey the instructions of the man of God to receive his healing. So windows of opportunity open up for every situation that we have. Every situation. God has an answer for every situation that we have. In verse 10. It says, and Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan. Well, let me start off and say that Naaman was a commander in the army. Go to verse 1. It says, now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. So see, uh, the, the king knew that God was with Naaman. Amen. He says, but he was a leper, and the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, thus, say, thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. And then the king of Syria said, go now, and I will send a letter to the king, to the king of Israel. So he departed and took ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten uh, changes of clothing. And then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, and of course they advised him to go. Let's go over to verse 10 or verse 9. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariots, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. So this is Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash. He just sent a word. Are y'all looking? He sent a word. Amen. Ain't nobody got time for that. He sent a word because the word will heal you. Amen. <laughs> Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious. What's that called? Pride. 
I had a certain way I had it pictured. Hey, you know what? It's best to don't give a, a hoot how you get what you get long as you get it. Amen. But you know how that pride is. It don't let some people go. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me. Hallelujah. And stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal this leprosy. <laughs> See, that's what I was saying earlier. Let go of your what you think, how you think this season ought to be. Just believe what God is saying according to the scriptures. This is a God moment. God is having his way and he delight in pleasing his servants. Amen. I don't care what it is. I'm thankful that God thinks enough of me that he just want to give me something that's been prayed so long ago. Amen. And it's still on his agenda. So it's got to be on mine because it's on his. Amen. It says in verse 12. Um, am I in verse 12? He went. Okay. In leprosy. It says, are not the uh, Abanam and the, what's that? Farpar. The river of Damascus better than, oh yeah, these are these rivers. <laughs> uh, better water of Israel. Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he returned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet has told you to do something great, you would have not have done it. Would you have not done it? How much more then? He says to you, wash and be cleaned. Didn't he bring extra clothing, a lot of change of clothing? Well, what is he worried about? Amen. (laughs) I thought I read that he bought a lot of changes of clothing. Verse 14, so he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God. God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him and said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except the God of Israel, who therefore please, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. Amen. So, hallelujah, we'll stop there. But when God tells you to do something, do it. Don't stop and think like Naaman. Amen. You may not get a second chance. Hallelujah. So a word has come. A word came from the Lord to create a window of opportunity. So in other words, the word of the Lord creates these windows of opportunity. And that's why it's called a God moment because God is doing this. This is not a man's doing. Man can't create nothing this good. This is God. God Almighty, this is his plan, his purpose for us, for our lives. Amen. And so we have to trust in what God is doing and don't question things like Naaman almost messed up because he didn't want to get in the muddy water. But don't think that wasn't done on purpose. God knows who we are and how we are. His pride needed to be broken. And so he said, go dip in the Jordan. Yeah, any of those bodies would have done 
but the but the Jordan was anointed. That's where his his healing was. It was in the Jordan. Amen. It wasn't in the other clean bodies of water. Because the clean bodies of water would not have challenged Naaman's pride. And that's got to do that's what a lot of us have problems with how it's coming we don't like how it's coming well you better like it you know so a word all we need is a word to create a window of opportunity and this is a god moment so naaman had to obey instructions of god to receive his blessings we all do god uses instructions why to stir our faith all he's trying to do is stir up our faith. So he uses instructions to stir up our faith. God always confirms his word with signs following. But he, he, he stirs us up with the plan and a purpose, and he gives it to us, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't move. I mean, it, it wouldn't mean anything to us, no more than anything else we listen to or read to. But when you have that word from God, you better know when to move. And that's when your discernment has to come in. You have to know that it's a God moment. Are y'all here today? You understand? I hope I didn't screw you up. God has created this supernatural release, according to Amos 9.13. It's a supernatural release. A window of opportunity. A God moment. A supernatural harvest. And this harvest is a harvest of joy, blessing. It's not just money. It's money, but it's a harvest of love, a harvest of care for the believers. Amen. God wants us to have the fullness, his fullness, and that's everything. Nothing is left and out. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Our families, our children, our grandchildren, everything is included in this blessing. Amen? Everything. God is not missing anything because he's not a God that misses. Amen? He's a God that hits the bullseye. He does it every time. Amen? Hallelujah. So trust in it. Trust in what's happening in this hour. Trust in Amos 9.13. Trust in, in Isaiah 54 when it says, lengthen your cords, broaden your stakes. I mean, get your strong faith out there and move now in the name of Jesus. And don't worry about how it looks. Don't worry about all it. Don't worry about how is God going to do it. He's not going to tell us anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. You just want to be on the receiving end. Get rid of that, that pride and, and take your medicine. In other words, receive what God has for you. Amen. Trust in the Lord to the fullest extent and obey his instructions and, and look for that word of instruction. Ask God. God, I'm ready. Give me a word. All I need is a word from you so that I'll go through the doors and I'll know you know, which door that you've opened for me. You know, you got to jump in with all feet. You got to jump in and receive this, you know. And it's now. It's not for later. It's for right now. Because this is your season of favor. Amen. One more, Isaiah 60. Hallelujah. It talks about a rise, shine. For your light has come. Hallelujah. Your light has come. You can't turn this out and you can't turn back. Your light has come. You have to get involved. Amen. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Let's see, Isaiah 60, verse 1. 
Hallelujah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. In other words, it's, it's time for you to do something. Amen? That word glory means honor. So, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the honor of the Lord is risen upon you. Isn't that wonderful? Everybody need to be kicking, screaming, and shouting. But that's okay. I'll do it for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Restoration is promised. Blessings promised. Amen. Deliverance, healings promised. Reconciliation promised. Family promised. Children, grandchildren promised. Amen. Just don't forget God. Don't forget your God who called you for such a time as this. A lot of people are not here, but you are still here. Amen. So be thankful. Amen. That word glory means weightiness. So let me read this. It says, and the weightiness of the Lord has risen upon you. (laughs) That which is substantial or heavy, God's heaviness has risen upon you. Honor, we already did honor. His honor has risen upon you. Splendor, his splendor has risen upon you. His power and wealth has risen upon you. That word glory also means authority, magnificence, fame, dignity, riches, and excellency. The glory It's glorious and notable. That's what this word glory means. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 2. It says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And some some, uh, Bibles say gross darkness in the world. And it says deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. And the Gentiles will come to your light. Or the sinners will come to your light. Why? Because God's glory is upon you. His splendor is upon you. His weightiness, his heaviness, his anointing. I'm going to say that, but it don't say that. But so you can understand, is upon you. So quit trying to blend in with with sinners. That's why our kids just don't know that. The glory is on them. And that's why they attract people, but it's for the wrong reason. But their light is shining on the world, on the world's darkness. Amen? Amen. And so don't, how can I say, don't. Don't don't take advantage in the wrong way what's going on. Know that our light is shining upon gross darkness. So if you get booger bar- bears that's growling at you, now you know why. <laughs> and it ain't because you got a great work to do like some religious people say. It's just because of what's inside of you. Jesus Christ, Christ, you know, in you the hope of glory. Amen. So it's not... It's what you possess. It's who you are. That disturbs darkness. Amen. Hallelujah. Gross darkness. Amen. Let's see. How far am I going? 
it says and his glory will be seen upon you and the gentiles that's verse three will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising so lift up your eyes all around you and see they are gather they all gather together they come to you your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side and then you shall see and become radiant amen we will be a light even with your family you'll be a light you'll be a light to the dark world and your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you hallelujah is in in other words there's no limit the abundance of the sea there's no limit it says and the wealth of the gentiles shall come to you and the multitudes of camels shall cover your land the dromedaries of midian and ephah all those who sheba shall come and they shall bring gold and incense and they shall proclaim the praises of the lord all the flocks of kedar shall be gathered together to you the rams of neboithoth shall minister to you and they shall ascend with acceptance on my altar and i will glory the house of my glory who are these who fly like a cloud and like doves to their roots surely the coastlands shall wait for me and the ships of tarshish will come first to bring your sons from afar their silver and their gold with them to the name of the lord your god and to the holy one of israel because he has glorified you you in other words you'll make a difference in this land you'll make a difference in this city in your country in your state in your government you will make a difference amen hallelujah and the gentiles shall come to your light salvation and your heart shall swell with joy so look for your window of opportunity because it's your time for a miracle and don't miss it amen don't miss it your word of instruction that will transform your life is closer than you think amen so ask god ask god for your your word uh who was that that we talked about elijah naaman and elijah they they needed a word the woman of zarephath the widow of they all just needed one word amen god knows when you need a word so all we need to do is ask him amen so father we do thank and praise you lord hallelujah and we lift you up